Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Nine one your final. Astros over the Twins. They got a two one series lead there. Christian Javier gets the win. Went five innings, gave up just one hit, no earned runs, nine strikeouts. Man, he's good. Yeah, he is. Uh, and that I mean, with the way he pitched against the uh, the Rays. After really kind of struggling this year, it was there was an up yeah. and down season for him. But after that against the Rays, it's like you know what, I'm gonna take a strikeout prop with them again. And sure enough, I mean there you go, Chris or uh, Sonny Gray too. Also had a uh, six Ks in four innings, but eight hits, five or four in runs, five total runs. I mean it was it was the opposite. Christian Javier was on one side of the spectrum. Sonny Gray is the losing pitcher for the Twins. Ooh, it was not not a good outing for him at all. No, got roughed up in that game. The total flies over. I kind of like the under here in Rangers uh, Orioles, so I'm gonna play that really small. Is that still seven and a half? Minutes. Nine. What? Yeah. It went up to nine? Oh, it, I would take the under. Yeah. It's, it's nine. It is minus 115, but I like the under. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. A lot of pressure on Baltimore, obviously, on the road. The Rangers go back home. Crowd's going to be pumped. Baltimore has to win this oh, game wow. or season over. I know Kramer's been a little rough this season, but I do think that this, this is going to be a lower scoring game. So I like under nine a little bit. Wow, yeah, that moved a lot. That was definitely sitting, I think, at like seven and a half earlier. Uh, Nashville and Tampa, 1-1. We're in the third period now. That just started. Hockey's back. It's opening night. It's still, you know, here's what I will say. I'm glad it's back on ESPN. ESPN does a good job with hockey. Yeah, they really do. big, right? It does. it does. It does. Although, terrible news about Barry Melrose, obviously. He has to retire. Uh, man, so prayers, thoughts out, obviously. That was not uh, good news, obviously. Yeah. That's uh, sad. Yeah. And yeah. I was getting it. And like you said, like it feels big when it's on ESPN, and I love the coverage. I'm not the biggest hockey guy, but, I mean, it's a fun sport, especially hey, if your team's relevant. I had to cover during the pandemic for a season. I'm not the biggest hockey guy, so trust me. I get it. It's like the, baseball, like if your team's relevant. Yeah. Or if well, you grew up with it. Here's what I'll always say. Hockey is probably – there's no sport that's better – like that has such a – massive change from watching on TV to live than hockey in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Going to a hockey game, especially a good, it's got to be a good team, obviously. If the environment sucks there because they're losing, it's one thing. But a team that's got a great environment, yeah. I mean, going to the Capitals games in their prime, oh, it was incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just, Predators, I went to a couple Nashville Predators games. Oh, that's like, fun. I mean, oh, they love the Predators there. I mean, this is, you know, so it's, it's just, plus that's a really fun city, too, so that helps a little bit. But yeah, like going to a hockey game is as as electric of an environment as you could go to as a sports fan. For sure. The only thing with it was I didn't play it growing up because it was expensive as hell. And yeah. I didn't know where to play hockey. And the other really, problem... Really? I feel like it would be everywhere up there. It's it's There's like club hockey, but it was like 45 minutes away, I remember. And and the other problem with it is it's just during everything else. Like we have yeah. college football, NFL going on, NBA, so it's so hard to keep up with. No, I, I yeah, it is. And it's, again, in, in the Northeast and some of these other cities, it's... Just or areas, you yeah. know, it's it's just there's there's so many more opportunities to play it. That's why it's more popular. It really is. It's a regional sport. A lot of warm weather cities. There's just not as many people playing hockey. I there- ended up uh, because we didn't have an NHL team. I think I told you guys this before. I was into the junior hockey. So uh, Portland Portland Winterhawks. Yeah, Joey, Scott knew the name right yeah. away too. Look at that. <laughs> Joey Tedarenko. Joey Tedarenko, one of the most physical players, ended up in the NHL. He was my guy. I ended up getting his rookie card as a gift from somebody who was uh, on the sh- on. The, it was signed little Joey Tedarenko rookie card here on my desk right now. So number five, loved him. I watched him all through elementary school. That was my main main hockey sort of experience. I went to a couple of Kings games in LA. Not a great vibe. Rangers games yeah. are obviously really fun. Right before the pandemic, I went and saw the Rangers and Caps. Oh, I bet that was great. Overtime game. Oh, yeah. They always went to overtime. Mika Zibanejad, she was, went absolutely crazy. Yeah. Actually, I 
feel like I vaguely he had, didn't he have like three goals yes. or something that game? Yes, he did. God, I remember that game. He, that was like maybe two days before the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Chris Christie was just housing hot dogs, <laughs> with, you know, shocking buns, shocking, just like like a like a rotor rooter, you know, like like throwing leaves yeah. through a mulcher, you know. That was him. Like Joey Chestnut. Out there. Jo- yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what? That's... See, like, and the other thing was in Chicago. I loved the Blackhawks. Mm. I wanted to be Jeremy Roenick and Chris Chelios, and we would go to games, but we couldn't watch the home games because the owner was cheap so they wouldn't broadcast the home games you could only watch the road games uh-huh. so it was hard to follow and then you know it was expensive to go to games the team wasn't very good but man i remember i saw mighty ducks and i wanted to play hockey my dad's like well you oh, know you man. gotta skate backwards and you have to take skating lessons first and i'm like wait a minute i don't just get to like throw on the pads and start hitting guys <laughs> no, like dude. the bash brothers i don't want to do that it's like when i bought a guitar and my dad's i just wanted to play hendrix and cobain my dad's like well you start with like mary had a little lamb and i went to guitar lessons and they're trying to teach you were that like, kid you're trying yeah, to skip the steps like, G A, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. When do I play like? But kill I saw all? Rain Man. I yeah. thought I could just do everything instantly. Right. He's like, I mean, when can on. I be Dave Matthews Band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't even into Dave. That's how yeah. it goes. First right. time I heard him. I hate Actually, him. before we get to power rankings here, I'll at least throw this out. So over at BetMGM, they give us all those insights. Uh, the highest ticket percentage to win the Stanley Cup is the Avalanche at 12 percent, followed by the Oilers and then the Rangers. Uh, highest handle is the Avalanche again, followed by the Rangers and the Oilers. So you got kind of like the same three teams just jumping a little bit, depending on whether you're looking at money or tickets here. Biggest liability, the Rangers. A lot of people in on those New York Rangers this year. They're Makes fun. sense. They're yeah. fun. They're physical. Yeah. Obviously, you have one of the best goaltenders in the league. So, yeah. But ultimately, like all New York teams, we all know how this goes down, don't we? Yep. It does. It does feel that way. Not my Knicks this year, Tristo. It's going to be different. It's all going to be different. Going up against Dame Lillard yeah. and Drew Holiday. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be all right. Details, details. Yeah, exactly. you know, we don't, don't yeah. need to think about that. All right, uh, we're heading into week six of the NFL season. Let's look at who's up and who's down now. At MGM Tonight, Power Rankings. Yeah. Gets you kind of hyped, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Russ right Ron there. That's what Ryan Speaking of the guitar, yeah. look at him right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see? Yeah. Bam, bam, play bam. an air guitar, though. Just play the actual strings. I also got a drum set. I wanted to be Dave Grohl. But my problem was I just didn't have patience. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Axl Rose. Just didn't have the patience. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. You all right over there, Scott? It's a dad joke. GNR <laughs> with the was... song Patience. I know. Yes. I know. Like, yeah. Well, he is a dad. Oh, I know he's actually a child, but like, he's yeah. a dad I child. feel like there should be more. Yeah, I he's a, a dad, dad child. child. I know. Like, one day I'm dad, you know, and I'm laying down the law. The next day I'm like, hey, buddy, you want to go watch Goosebumps together in the theater and get an extra large popcorn? <laughs> Skip school. Tomorrow we might skip school. I'm not going to lie. I need to sleep. Yeah. No chance I'm waking up at 7.30 a.m. I told my wife, I said, Nathan's staying home tomorrow until at least 2 p.m. I'm sleeping until 2. There'll be no curtain long tomorrow. There'll be no radio. <laughs> Dewey and Danny, you're going to have to wait a little bit. The kid's sleeping tomorrow. I'm taking a little Horvat day. I'm going to get a massage. Horvation. I'm going to get a facial. Ooh, you should, all those things. You know what? You have a treat yourself day. Treat yeah. yourself, like, pedicure, my eyes, Parks and Rec. My it's an old Parks and Rec. Like sagging. I look in the mirror today. I'm ugly as hell. Anyway. I think you're cute. I Don't jotted, you do that to I yourself. jotted down some notes. All right. You ever seen, have you guys ever seen the movie uh, Happy Gilmore? Uh, of course. Yes. All right, let's just get this out of the way. You guys were right. I was wrong. I Why was, was Russell wrong? You guys were smart. <laughs> you guys are good looking. I'm not so very much good looking. 
49ers, I knew that the 49ers were a good football team. Like, I bet the exact result matchup, Bills 49ers. Now mm-hmm. I'm scared about the damn Bills, though. Way too many injuries. Matt Milano's going to miss the season. He was playing lights out. They finally get Von Miller back, but we'll get back to the Bills here. So the Niners, I'm going to put them number one in my power rankings. Their point differential, plus 99, 20 points better than the next team. And then I jotted this down on Sunday night because Brock Purdy only had nine big-time throws. Um, a rate of 2.5% going into that Sunday night game, right? He throws to the right spots. He's the point guard of the San Francisco 49ers. He doesn't turn the ball over. I was like, this guy's the perfect game manager. Where was this that last year at Iowa State when him and Matt Campbell and Brees Hall were costing me all that money? But his rate was four times that on Sunday night football. He had an average depth of target nine yards down the field. Just 43% of his passing yards came after the catch. So it wasn't just a bunch of yak, just like getting the ball to Kittle, giving the ball to Debo or McCaffrey in space and letting them do all the work. He was actually pushing the ball down the field. If he continues to play like that, if he could do that against teams like Philadelphia, because I know Dallas laid an egg, but that's still a really good defense. I think what scares me about Dallas moving forward, I think there was some quit on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, that was a nightmare. Like, you had Michael Gallup with back-to-back 60-yard performances. I didn't see him on Sunday night, barely. Brandon Cooks, they tried to get him involved in the offense, but at that point, it was, like, already too late. More Tony Pollard, less everybody else. Dak was terrible. Yeah, like, I wanted to see, was. I wanted to see Trey Lance just to see Trey Lance against his former team, and just because Dak looked so bad, man, yeah. with the turnovers. It was, it was awful. That last throw that he had, where it was just YOLO down the field. Oh, God. There's a lot of YOLO throws. Disgusting. And the worst part about it was, so great week for the public. Cousin Joe's texting me, texting me nonstop. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, I hit my 17 parlay. And I'm like, screw you, guy. And then my dad <laughs> came up for the game. And all day long, he was talking about San Francisco. Brock Purdy's the real deal. Brock Purdy's the real deal. Shanahan's going to coach circles around McCarthy. And I'm like, no, 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 Dad. This is a different Cowboys team. I don't care about McCarthy. We got Dan Quinn. And uh, he was right. So the to- the whole time, he's just like, I told you. Tried to tell you. I must be the sharp around here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's that, must have, and like, that must have just dug into you. And right? then, oh. you're, then you're sending me Purdy memes, and I'm just ready yeah. to just blow up. And so, <laughs> and, and then the last thing. I guess you know, I didn't help with my, that then. No, no. My dad's like, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And I'm like, they got some underlying <laughs> issues. He's like, well, what are they? Trent Williams is the only offensive lineman grading out well. It doesn't matter because Brock Purdy gets rid of the ball in like three seconds. And even when he was holding on to the ball, it didn't matter. The, 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 the Cowboys got no pass rush. 49ers are the best team in the league right now. Uh, behind them, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're the defending Super Bowl champs. They're just kind of like playing with their food right now. Travis Kelsey, a little bit dinged. That scares me a little bit this week against the Broncos. But they don't need to cover big numbers. They just have to continue to win games, win 11-12, get into the playoffs, and they have Patrick Mahomes. The Eagles, I have to put number three. The Eagles are doing what the Michigan Wolverines are doing in college football, right? They're just kind of like, not sleepwalking. They're just taking care of business. It's not always the sexiest product, but it is kind of fun. You know, you got the Jalen quarterback sneaks, the the brotherly shove. You got A.J. Brown down the field whenever you need. You still have Devontae Smith. And on the defensive side of the ball, they're just figuring some things out. And all those rookies, like Jalen Carter is a beast. The Bears... What were they thinking, oh. man? I'm going to say that every week. How many week. times have we said that I'm about say that, that team, every though? week, though, yeah. because you watch the Bears and you're like, well, this was a can't-miss product uh. right here. So I'm going to put the Eagles number three. Bills, I'm only going to drop to four. That's a bad loss, but that's also advantage, obviously, Jacksonville. They had been in London for 14-plus days. You know, Buffalo has to make that trip. And, again, injuries. Like, Josh Allen, the numbers look pretty good. 
But the defensive side of the ball, you lose Matt Milano. You just got Von Miller back. You're actually getting after the quarterback. But the problem for them is they're without their two starting corners right now. And now Poyer is dinged. You know, you're not going to have, obviously, um, you know, Trey White the rest of the season. So that's what scares me about the Bills because on paper, they're the perfect team. But once again, it's not even week seven and they got a bunch of injuries. Cowboys, I'm only dropping to five just because it's a one game sample size. But now they got a big game against the Chargers. They lose that game. And they do it in embarrassing fashion. I might have to drop them out of the top eight. But I am going to have to drop them uh, from number three down to number five. That was disappointing. I think a lot of that had to do with Mike McCarthy. Lions, I'm bumping all the way up to six. Like, what's the knock on the Lions right now other than they play in the NFC? The NFC North is dump. We saw that with the Packers last night. But Jared Goff looks good. Offense looks good. They're only getting healthier. And the defensive side of the ball, Aiden Hutchinson is a turnover machine. Had another interception. He gets after the yeah. quarterback. He's the real deal, man. Uh, Ravens, I'm going to dip to seven. That was a fluky game, and Lamar just can't figure out Pittsburgh. I know he's barely ever ever healthy enough to play against the Steelers, but that's the one team that has his number. And I think the Ravens win that game if they're healthy. Like, way too many injuries on the offensive line. I know they're getting some of these guys back, but they're playing like 60%. Injuries in the secondary. I think the Ravens will be fine if they're healthy. Dolphins, I'm going to drop to eight, but they could easily move up into my top five here in the next couple weeks. They got some big games. You know, I'm... I'm not, like, discounting them from that Bills performance, but it was a big divisional game. They lost that one, and I just want to see them here down the stretch kind of figures things out defensively. Bengals, I'm going to move up to number nine. If Joe Burrow continues to look like that, they could go on a run here, and they're going to get T. Higgins back. Defensively, we talked about this, like, they're struggling right now. They don't have all the talent in the world. They lost a bunch in the secondary, but what they have to make up for that is a really good defensive coordinator in Lou Anarumo. And then I'm going to go with the Seahawks, number 10. This is tough, like that number 10 spot. Because last week I was trying to put Tampa in that top 10. You know, that defense looks really good. Baker, the guys are buying into Baker. He's pushing the ball down the field. They yep. just can't run the ball right now. In yeah. Seattle, it's hard to, like, not have them in the top 10 after what we saw from that defense. Devin Witherspoon looks like an all-pro corner his rookie year, and they had 11 sacks. Granted, it's against the Giants, who are missing the entire left side of their offensive line, and Daniel Jones, but that defense, man, they don't need double-digit sacks every week, but if they could get after the quarterback three, four times, it's going to be a scary team. Problem is they got the Niners in the West with them. So that's my top ten. Niners, Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, Lions, Ravens, Dolphins, Bengals, Seahawks. My biggest drop, the Cowboys. You guys let me down. You made me look stupid. Mike McCarthy, I've defended you. If they if that was your biggest drop, I'll tell you what. Um, after Nick gives his power rankings, my drop for the Cowboys is pretty pretty damn severe as well. Even I, more severe than yours. Out of the top ten I saw for both of you. I'm <laughs> no, just going to spoil the top, the, Oh, you got the, him in there In, in the top ten, but in the bottom part of the top ten. I mean, I don't blame you. It's just, that, was, that was rough. And what pissed me off, it wasn't even losing money. It was that was the game that I had circled. I just wanted a good game. Yeah. You know, it's like mm. even if they would have lost by yeah. a touchdown, at least can we get a back and forth like shootout or a defensive game where, you know, both teams struggle to move the ball. It was like no, it was I mean, so it's funny. one-sided. Yeah, it's funny because it's Dallas and everybody hates Dallas. And like I get it. You know, I, I don't love Dallas. I just love the defense coming into the season. I don't know, man. That Diggs injury is going to be bigger than I thought. And Mike McCarthy actually just it's we don't know awful. if he knows what he wants the offense to be. I don't know if you saw this, but they asked C.D. Lamb what the offensive identity was. He doesn't know. And he said, I don't know. Nobody well, seems to have a clue. Brandon it's... Cooks is non-existent. I don't know what you went out and brought him in for. It doesn't matter. You need more than Tony Pollard, and that that was always the question that we had. They it need just, to hire Ben Johnson. You know, hire Sean, Sean Payton should have waited a year. Sean Payton yeah. should have waited That's a year a and could have gone to team. Dallas. Yeah. I don't want Sean Payton anymore. He's a Well, bum. yeah, maybe not, but... Couldn't even, couldn't even hack it this weekend. Couldn't <laughs> even, Nathaniel Hackett. Couldn't even hack it. 
Lost right, that well, one, too. I was like, no way Peyton could lose this We game. look at Keep the rest on. of our power rankings next. We'll talk to Alex Gold as well from Kansas City. Preview Thursday Night Football. It's BetMGM Tonight. We'll be- 